Welcome to the Faith Christian Fellowship of Montego Bay's podcast. We are reaching for His glory through building and teaching. I hope you are encouraged and edified by this message. Knowing God is the foundation for learning the voice of the Lord. It is very, very important that we put the foundations in so we can accommodate the superstructure that we intend to build. There is absolutely no shortcut to knowing the voice of the Lord, to learning how to be led by the Holy Spirit. The foundation to all of that is to build a personal relationship with the Lord, an effective personal relationship with with the Lord, which puts in the foundation for all of that. So getting to know something will enable you to learn certain details about the thing that you wouldn't otherwise know, you know? It is interesting that as you get to know something or get to know someone, in spite of how you thought you knew about the person or knew about the thing, new information emerge as you spend time with that thing. There are just some things that you will never know without getting involved relatively, getting involved with the thing or getting involved with the person. The more you spend time with something is the more you get to know the thing. The more you spend time with a person is the more you get to know the person. So the key to knowing God, to put in in that foundation is to spend quality time with God. So as you get to know God, you will understand how God leads. We can give you information. We can give you all kinds of books to read, but you will never truly understand and know the leading of the Lord if you don't spend time with God. And may I add, quality time. As I said before, when you get involved with something, details emerge that you wouldn't know otherwise. You know, one time I was in in Kenya and we were going up to the equator one day. And I have always been taught in school that the closer you get to the equator, the hotter it becomes. And generally, that is true. But on this particular day, when we're going up to the equator, we went through what they call the Rift Valley. And as we proceeded towards the equator, it was getting colder and colder. And I'm saying, this is not what I learned. So I started asking some questions. And they told me that there are the odd days When it gets colder, the closer you get to the equator. It doesn't happen all the time or even frequently, but there are the days when that happens. And what I am saying, had I not been there, been personally involved, I wouldn't have known that and be able to relate to that particular detail. The point is, the more you get involved is the more you will learn. 
it is the more you will understand. And it is the very same thing we're saying about God, that the more you get involved with God, the more you spend time with God, the more you fellowship with him, you are going to learn things that you wouldn't learn just sitting down in a Bible study or in a Sunday morning church service. So spending time with God is non-negotiable. You start learning how God operates by spending quality time with him. And the more and more and more time you spend with God is the more and more and more and more you get to know God. And one of the indicators, as I said last time, that you start knowing God is when you want to know him even more. A solid personal relationship with the Lord or knowing God, as I said, is the foundation to effectiveness. So whether it be your prayer life, whether it be the ministry of the word, whether it be in ushering or any area that your gifts and talents are, a solid personal relationship with the Lord is the foundation, the key to effectiveness. The first reason why you need to know God is for you, for your personal life, not to go and minister. That's not the first objective so that you can go and preach wherever or you can go and do this. The first reason why you, you need to know God is for you. In Psalm 23, we read uh, some very interesting words there. And it says, he restoreth my soul. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Talks about that. And, and it goes on, Pentecost to say, he restoreth my soul. As I said before, the first reason why you need to know God is for you. And uh, restoring your soul is a very important part of your life as a believer for you to do any sort of ministry, whether inside the church walls or, or you know outside the building your soul being restored is very very important in that matter the word restore means to renew refresh revitalize now your soul speaks to your will your mind and your emotions one of the most difficult area for people to experience healing is in their emotions but as you know God as you spend time with God as you worship God you will receive healing in the areas of your emotions when people are hurt in their emotions it is very difficult for them to function effectively and uh, the truth is Many, many leaders don't know how to deal with people who are hurting in their emotion. But one solid way of getting healing in your emotions is to know God, have a personal relationship with God. Because as you 
spend time with him, he is going to minister to you and healing is going to flow in your emotion. In fact, in Isaiah 53, the Bible says that the chastisement of our peace was upon him. Now, to make this peace a reality in your life is another matter. We know it that the Bible says the chastisement of our peace was upon him, but how many times people struggle to have that peace, to, to relate to that peace in their own life. That comes as a result of knowing God. Knowing God puts you in a place of real worship. We're talking about personal and corporate worship. And both personal and corporate worship restores the soul. I can tell you right now that I believe more healing takes place in a good worship service than anywhere else, than anybody laying hands on you. When you get beyond yourself and really worship God where your spirit is joined to his spirit, life, healing, flows, especially in the area of your soul. We read in 1 Samuel chapter 16 how there was an evil spirit that was tormenting Saul. And when David played, David, a man who knew God, he had a relationship with God. When David played out of that relationship with the Lord, the evil spirit that was on Saul departed. It came out of David's, the anointing that was on his life, which was not just something that was dumped on him, but something that he also developed as it relates to him knowing God. You know, the truth is, you can't give anything that you don't have. So if you don't have healing, you can't really give it. And this is why you need to spend quality time with the Lord so you can receive healing, so you can effectively minister healing. And I don't mean that you have to be ministering or preaching on the topic healing, but if you are whole, by spending time with the Lord, you can just talk with people. Your presence will mean a big difference when you are healed in your emotion. God desires for every human being and particularly every believer to experience the joy, the fulfillment and pleasure of having a quality relationship with him. And that is where David was when in Psalm 42, he said, as the deer panteth for the water, so my soul longeth after thee. You alone are my heart's desire, and I long to worship you. I want to give you some ways in which you can spend time with God. In fact, the Bible recommend these ways. And you might say, but we know how to spend time with the Lord. We, we, we don't want to take that for granted. We want to share with you some ways that you can begin to build that foundation and spend quality time with the Lord. And the first one is by reading and studying the word of God. And I'm going to read 2 Timothy, Timothy chapter 2, verse 15, and then 1 Timothy 4, verse 13. So 
We're talking about spending time with God and ways in which you can spend time with God. The first way that we have here is reading and studying the word of God. It says, be diligent to present yourself approved to God. The King James would say, study to show yourself approved. A workman that needed not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Now, when you study the word, you will find out that before you start ministering, you draw truth from the word of God that is bringing healing to your life. I get more excited about those things in my life when I glean those truths than actually preaching it from the platform. As you spend time studying the word of God, in the, in the process, you're spending time with God because it is through the Holy Spirit that revelation is going to come from what you study. So studying the word of God is one way of spending time with God. Then 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 13, it talks about reading. Again, Paul was giving the young pastor Timothy some instructions as it relates to how he should stay grounded in God and grow in God. And he said, till I come, give attention to reading, to exhortation, and to doctrine. So give attendance to reading. The, the reason why we read the word of God over and over is not, is not for profile, but therein is an opportunity to spend time with God. And if you keep reading that word over and over and over and over, things are going to be birthed in your spirit from time to time. So studying and reading the word of God, reading and studying the word of God are two ways, we'll put them together, of spending time with God. And of course, there's a difference between reading and studying. Reading, you're just reading through. Studying, you're going to word study and context and background and all of that. You do the research. So the thing is, the more logos you have, the better position you are in to get rhema. Logos is the written word of God. Rhema is that which is made alive or the revealed word, the revelation. The more logos you have in your spirit, the better position you are in to get rhema. Because remember, God also bring, bring back things to our remembrance. And if you don't have anything there, then he can't remind you of anything. Reminding you or bringing back things to your remembrance mean that you had the knowledge before. So reading and, and studying the word, very important to spending time with God. Then the next one is prayer. Prayer. And we're talking here about praying in your known language and praying in tongues. Both of them are very important. We make no apologies about praying in tongues and speaking in tongues. We believe that the baptism of the Holy Ghost is for present day believers 
and it is one of the very important ways of spending time with God. You cannot pray for an extended period of time in tongues and don't hear from God. Don't get revelation. So praying in your known language, there's a place for praying in your known language, and there's a place for praying in tongues. Let's look at 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 14. So the Apostle Paul, writing to the church in Corinth, he said, for if I pray in a tongue, or an unknown tongue, my spirit prays, but my understanding is unfruitful. Now, that is interesting. He said, if I pray with an unknown tongue, my spirit prays. Now, if there is any part of you that you really want to pray is your spirit. Remember that your spirit is the part of you that is able to to be joined with the Holy Spirit, to link up with the Holy Spirit, to be one with the Holy Spirit. Uh, in 1 Corinthians 6, verse 17, I think it says, he that is joined to the Lord is one spirit. So Corinthians is saying that when I pray in tongues, it is not merely my understanding that is praying, but it is my spirit that is linking up with the Holy Spirit and praying. Now, if your spirit join in covenant with the Holy Spirit and pray, something is bound to happen. You're going to be refreshed. God's going to speak to you. You are going to learn more of God. So when you pray in tongues, that is what happens. Not just you praying but you and the Holy Spirit as a team. Now, it's so exciting when we have six people in church and we have a, a prayer meeting. I mean, we can do a lot there, but I'm telling you that it is another ballpark when we in our spirit join with the Holy Spirit in prayer. And that's when the Bible says you pray for the unknown. So all of a sudden, you pray for things that was never in your present mind. And then after the prayer, a week after, you see manifestations. You start learning God more and more. So prayer is one way of spending time with God. Real prayer will help you to take control of the environment so that the forces of darkness that would try to interfere with the prayer are subjected so that you can hear God, that you can receive what God intended for you. The next way to spend time with God is singing to yourself, uh, singing to yourselves in psalm, hymns, and spiritual songs. This is a classic way of meditation. It is a way of restoring your soul. Any one of you have had an experience growing up with your grandmother or, or, or the older folks, you would have known what this is about. We don't get a lot of that these days, not that we shouldn't do it, but those grandmothers, they used to be cooking and washing and doing all kinds of stuff, but they're, 
They're singing to themselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. They're all, always what we say would say humming something. It's something that it is recommended in the scriptures, Colossians 3, verse 16. It says, sing to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. We've got to get back to this place or to that place in spending time with God. Yeah, it's good to plug your, your, your ear and, and listen to the word of God and, and, and gospel music and all of that. that that's very good. But I'm telling you that there are times when you need to unplug and plug and just sing to yourself in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, driving down the road, sitting outside uh, on your roof, just sing to yourself in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. We're talking about spending quality time with God that will put you in a position of knowing God. So when people say they don't have time to pray and time to spend with God, it's not quite true. Because, oh, you can be cooking and doing, doing it. We all know by now that bathrooms are some of the most anointed places. And you, you sing to yourself in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Spend time with God. Find a way to spend time with God because that is going to be very important in terms of us knowing God. The last one I'll give you is by meditating on the things of God. By meditating on the things of God. Meditation or meditating on the word of God is one way of controlling your attitude. We meditate by muttering, singing to yourself in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs by having healthy discussions about God. That's a good way of meditating. That is why the Bible says foolish and unlearned questions you must avoid. Don't allow those to disturb your thoughts. God gave Joshua this principle of meditating on the word of God as one of the keys for his success. So he said, this book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, Joshua 1, 8, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night. For then you will make your way prosperous and you will have good success. I urge you, I exhort you, I encourage you, I challenge you, I admonish you tonight. Find the time. Create the time to spend quality time with God. The important thing is, that, or the interesting thing is that some of you used to do it. You've got to get back to that place. If you never used to do it, you have to start. Because we live in a time when we need the direction of the Lord with every passing moment of our lives. And one of the things that we want to get more and more excited about is our young people hearing God speaking to them and acting according to what God put in their spirit. But if we don't lead the way, we don't show them that way, then it's not going to happen. There is an alternative to getting frustrated. Sing to yourself in psalms and hymns 
and spirit to our songs. We are depending on you to create that foundation, to spend that kind of time with the Lord and watch God work in your life in amazing ways. We thank you so much for joining us today. God bless you and have a great day. You may contact us by email at fcfmontegobay at gmail.com or follow us on Instagram at fcfmobay and on Facebook at fcfmontegobay.